0: happy Father's Day. How many of you guys are fathers out there? How many of you guys are like big brothers? How many of you guys have anybody in your life that thinks of you as a father? Yeah, I think it's important to remember everybody, not, not just biology, but I think a lot of people are, are influenced by children, and I think it's important to remember that those children need that father figure in their lives. So, you guys ready to stand up and praise God this morning?
1: All right. Not bearing Send him to die I scarce can take it in
2: That on the cross My burden badly bearing
3: He bled and died To take away my sins soul cleansing my soul. My Savior God to me,
1: how great Thou art!
3: How great Thou art! Then sings my soul, my Savior
1: God to me, how great Thou art!
3: Shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart and I shall bow in humble.
4: Good morning How is everybody this morning? happy Father's Day again All right, so um, what I want everybody to do is look around the seats next to you and think about who's been sitting next to you all these years that we've been here all this time and call them this week and tell them to get back here because we want to see everybody this summer but and obviously there's dance going on this week and a bunch of other things so Pray for our dancers, and uh, it's glad to, see, glad to see you all that are here today. Um, if you're visiting with us today, welcome. Um, we have a small gift for you if you um, are visiting with us. We'd love to have you stop out back and, and catch up something uh, we have for you, uh, to, you know, for just coming and being with us today. So please do that. If you've got a card, fill it out and drop it in the offering plate. We'd love to know you were here couple things inside your bulletin just wanted to announce uh if you were yet yeah, last week we had a really interesting experience who was baptized last week raise your hand yep there's a few of you here there were 17 people that got baptized out at the northeast park last week so that was terrific and um if you were and you want to get your baptism certificates they're gonna be out in the table after church you can stop out there and pick them up so that was great um a reminder for everybody so that next week we don't look even less than this because we're, we're changing our service time starting next week, right? And so we're going to be meeting uh, during the summer at 9.30 instead of 10, um, just to kind of give it a little bit of an earlier start. So make a note of that. Please see you next week here at 9.30. Um, two other things, baby bottles. Final, final week, Judy, right? Okay, it's a final week because Judy's going to keep this going on forever. <laughs> it's a final week. See Judy today and let her know what the status of your bottles are or get, make sure you get them to her. And then lastly, Paris Foundation is today. Um, Rachel's going to be handling that. Raise your hand. So if you're involved in that, you have any questions, please see Rachel. So I hope you enjoy the service today and get, uh, get a real connection with God.
2: All right. And what we'd like you to do, just very briefly, greet one another, and then we're going to go ahead and, and have a video. And as the video starts, please get back to your seats. Thank you.
5: and the
1: boys like oh yeah really you got
6: this Daddy. you got this
1: this come on you got this
5: you got this
6: dear jesus (laughs) you
7: got this i want to invite you into my heart
5: Douglas, they're ready for you.
2: I think
8: he
5: needs
2: a- You got this. <laughs> Happy Father's Day.
0: You ready to sing again? <laughs> what do you guys think? You want to sing a little more? All right. All right. So the psalmist said, let everything have a breath. Praise the Lord. Anybody got a breath today? All right, let's hear it out.
2: this prayer and we say, Heavenly Father, um, it means a lot of things to many of us. Um, for some of us, it may be our first uh, Father's Day without our dads. They may have passed on. Um, for others of us, it may be a new Father's Day where we connected to a father where there was a broken relationship. But whatever it is, whatever a relationship is with our father, uh, it could be awesome. But God, we just, I just pray that people's relationship with their heavenly father, with their heavenly daddy, just be incredible. Um, it's very interesting, God, that historically in the, in the church in the United States, Easter is the top Sunday, Mother's Day is the second highest, and Father's Day is often the least attended of all days. God, let us not just forget who you are in our lives. And let us, um, I just pray right now, God, that you send an anointing upon your men so that they can stand up and be bold for you and that they can share and set the example for their, for their children, for their wives, for their friends. And, um, and God, just may they live as an example for you. For we give you praise in the rest of the service in Christ's name. Amen. I'd also like if the Sunday school and everybody just sit still real quickly. You, everybody, you can have a seat though. All right. At this time, I'd like uh, Debbie Virgilio to come up. Debbie is our lay leader, and I'd also like Jean uh, Logan to come up. All right. Anybody you want with you, Jeannie, You can bring. You can bring a horde of them. I know you have a have a troop of them. All right. I guess they all decided to stay away, huh? <laughs> come over here, Jeanie. Come up here. Many of you uh, hear Jeannie's name but don't get to, a chance to to see her, and here she's usually running around with a Sunday school, or she usually has kids around her, um, and um, today we're, we're uh, making an announcement. It's not one that we're, we're thrilled about, I know, but it's a, it's a good one for Jeannie in her life. Jeannie is going to, the good thing is she's remaining with us um, in the church, but Jeannie is stepping down as the youth and Sunday school leader. She has another opportunity um, for her that um, will, will be better for her, and so we, um, we're glad that she's not going anywhere. Or you know, we, I'm like mold; I grow on people. So we're, we, I've grown with Jeannie for a long time. Um, I love her dearly, and um, God makes transitions in life at times. And um, and if if I could be everything to everybody, I would, um, but I can't. So one of the things we want to do. I love this girl I, um, for a long, long time. She's very special to me. Um, she's very special to my kids and many other of our youth and young people in this church. And over the years, many young people who are now not-so-young people, right, Jeannie? Um, and, um, and she's been a, a youth leader to many over the years, and now she's going to be working in a, in a daycare as a director and have an opportunity in, in our community here in Northeast, and so we want to pray for her for that, um, and we're just glad that she is still part of our church, and that's the most ama- awesome thing, and, um, and we love her, and I will, I will reach out to her in plenty of times. Now, I'm going to let Debbie um, go ahead. Um, as part of the leadership team, uh, we want to... Um, Honor Jeannie for her service um, here. So, here you go.
4: We do appreciate Jeannie, and um, we have a gift for Jeannie on behalf of the leadership team and the Whole Haven Community Church. And so, we want to present this gift to you and thank you for all your service.
2: You're all right. so... Um, I I, I want to pray for Jeannie as she enters this new venture and also pray for, um, our youth ministry and our, um, children in, in college age, um, and the church, uh, and so we're going to do that right now, okay? Join me in prayer. Lord God, um, I know you have called Jeannie and you have put an anointing on her life. I thank you that in a short time we've been able to, um, connect to that and see people that, um, she has given, uh, youth leadership to, um serving you here and around the world, and having a love for for God. And God, um, you've just um, placed young people in her way, and now you're just placing younger people in in her way to help guide and formulate. Your scripture says, train a child up in the way that they go, and they will not depart it. And God, um, I know that you're going to do that, um, not only in this new venture that she has, but also right here as she remains part of our church. Um, And so, Lord, just uh, send your Holy Spirit upon Jeannie, I ask for um, restoration of strength uh, and for um, make, make her strong for the task that she has ahead of her. God, I love her dearly and in and, and this anointing. Um, I find it very awesome that you have a lot of kids making noise right now as we're praying for her because uh, Jeannie's had that her entire life surrounding her and going to have it more. And God, I know that some of these children that you're going to bring into this daycare are going to come to know you through her and through her ministry. And so, God, whatever the path has for her in the future here and, um, and in this other uh, calling that you have, God, I know that you're going to use her for your kingdom. And I give you praise for that in Christ's name. Amen. 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 You want to say anything? No. Nope. <laughs> Jeannie's not going to say anything. Either. Also, um, really, really um, quickly, I do want to let you know um, for the leadership team. Um, this children, children and youth ministry and, and also the college age is extremely important to us. Many of you have young people um, who are in that range. Uh, our Sunday school is solid. We're, we're thrilled to have great teachers and, um, and also some leadership there that's going to pick up the ball. But also in our youth and, and others, um, it's a void that we have to fill, and we want to do that. We're not going to kick back and, and wait to go ahead and see what happens. So next week after church, if you... Um, have had experience with um, youth ministry, if you have some ideas, if you have a youth, if you are a youth, um, or a college age, I see some of the college age um, doing that, um, we'd love for you to stay after so we can just have a kind of a brief meeting just to go ahead and talk and figure out what we're going to do. God may be laying on your heart and say, hey, I've been wanting to get involved, and this may be an avenue for that, but um, we, we definitely want to go ahead and have our children be as strong as they can be for the Lord. Amen? All right, now one other quick announcement I have before I hand over the mic is today is, yes, Father's Day, but it's also a special day for me. Melinda, I believe you have a slide that I ask you to pop up there. If you could do so, and then we'll send the kids. Kids out? I think you have it there. There we go. There we go. All right, 18 years ago, um, Melissa married me. So 18 years I was 10 years old at the time, as you can tell. Um, So, no, honey, I love you. There she is in the back, and she puts up with my mess and everything else, and I love her dearly, and I just wanted, because I can take the mic, I wanted to go ahead and do that, all right? All right, let's continue on. I'm going to have our uh, Sunday school, our Shoreline children can now head to Sunday school, and we're going to continue with the rest of our service. Uh, I believe we have um, prayers and concerns, and Stephen Stiles, Stephen there? I saw him. There he is. Stephen's going to come up and lead us in our prayer time. (coughs) Again, if you're visiting, under the sconces in the back, from now on we do have prayer requests that you can fill out. Good morning. Good morning.
8: We sang about. How great God is and part of that is that we can come to him with our concerns our problems the things that are causing us uh, difficulties in life and we can give them to him and leave them there and know that he uh, has our best interest at heart so that's what we do at this point in the service um, we've asked you to fill out these uh, forms that are available in the back um, and they'll be placed on our prayer list our prayer chain throughout the week So here are the requests that have come in this morning. Rachel has asked us to pray for her children's grandmother, Kay Downs. She is still in uh, critical care in the hospital and on a ventilator. she's asked for prayer for her and for her children. And Ruth has asked for prayer for her uncle, Jim Gillian, and her aunt Pauline. He has cancer and has been only given two weeks to live. And Kylie and, or excuse me, Kyle and Carly Wilkinson have asked for prayer for the friends and family of Casey Phillips, uh, or Phipps, who has passed, or who committed suicide on Friday, ending his life because of bullying. And these were, this was a child, close childhood friend of theirs, and uh, so we ask for prayer for his family and for those that um, are left to mourn his loss. And then one more that had that one on it, and also Julia Champlain, who also committed suicide this past week. So we want to remember their families. Let's go to the Lord this morning. Father, we worship you. We've done that in song. And we're going to do that later with this reading of the scripture, but we worship you right now with our prayers. And we've heard it said that you enjoy hearing us pray and asking things of you and bringing our request to you just as much as you love hearing us praise you and father we come to you this morning and we've heard of those who have just limited amount of time to live due to cancer and we pray father that you'll be with their families you'll be with those who are ministering to them in these last days and father there are those here this morning who have heavy hearts because they have lost friends, who have seen no other way other than ending their own life. And we pray, Father, that you'll be with uh, Kyle and Carly as they reach out to the family. We pray, Father, that you'll help them to be able to be you to their families. And we pray, Father, that we will look for ways that we can minister to people who are hurting that we will be Jesus to them so that suicide will not be the only option, the only solution to their problem. We pray, Father, that you'll be with all of the fathers who are present this morning. We pray that you will help us to be good examples. And while we know that none of us as fathers are perfect, that you are And that we will do everything that we can as fathers to um, live lives that will make it easy for uh, our children to love you. We pray, Father, that you'll be with the offering this morning as we take it. That it will be blessed and multiplied. We pray that you'll be with those who can and cannot give. We pray, Father, that you will bless us as we continue to try and grow your ministry here. And we pray, Father, that as we listen to the words that you have given Jack this morning, that he will be totally able to give out the words that you have given him, that there will be no distractions, and that he will feel free to say the things that you have asked him to say. And that we will listen to these things, and we will carry them in our heart, and that we will act upon them as you will lead us. And we ask all of these things in Thy name. Amen.
3: Comforter, my all in all, here in the love of Christ I stand.
9: from the book of Acts, chapter 1, verses 4 through 8. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, and in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth.
2: Thank you, June. How are you doing? How is everybody today? You good good, good to see you. Let me get some stuff together here um it is father's day did anybody know that did anybody know that the you traditionally the second highest um, day of the year in churches is mother's day anybody know that and um and the second lowest or one of the lowest is father's day am i right it's interesting and it? it tells us a little bit um, more um Jake and I have been talking about um you know finalizing some stuff for a men's group and um And I think one of the biggest attacks that Satan does is on men, men of God, and um, I think uh, just on Father's Day, I think we really need to come together as bold men of God, and really serve the Lord with boldness, all right? So that's a whole other sermon, I'm not giving you that one today, so you can, that's a free one, all right? So um, we have, we started last week a series called The Ghost, Um, and last week we talked about an inner upgrade, and today we're going to talk about powerful. Okay, not so powerful. We're going to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the term for the Holy Spirit was a term called ruach. Can you say that with me? Ruach. Okay, yeah, you can spit on the person in front of you. Ruach. Okay, it's like... So, like you're going to really get a good one. Like, okay, there we go. So, ruach. And it means breath or breath a violent exhale or wind. So now I'm going to have you breathe on the person in front of you. You can go, ha, like that. Do it like, Hah. That's when you say, ruach, and you kind of spit it out. Um, in the New Testament, it's the term called pneuma. And that's why we spell pneumonia with a P, because it's, it means the same thing, wind, breath, and spirit, but a current of air. Um, and often it's used as, as a, um, a strong breeze like yesterday, the breeze. Wasn't it a beautiful day yesterday? Wasn't it just lovely out? Um, so sometimes the Holy Spirit comes as a gentle breeze. Other times it comes, uh, you know, as we see in the book of Acts, as a violent storm, as a violent windstorm it occurs. And so um, I have several different scriptures today that we're going to look at. We're going to bounce around a lot. Um, but one of the things that I like is from 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16, and there's a really cool verse there, and it says, Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and God's Spirit lives in you? Think about that. And that's kind of what we started talking about. Think about this situation. The Spirit of God, God the Creator, God the Redeemer, God the one who is the healer, the one that brought you into existence by knitting you together, the God that put, set everything together and created everything, His presence, His Holy Spirit lives within you. And when we look at that, that is an incredible, incredible thing. For those of us who believe in Jesus, that's what happens. So when God gets in you, you get all God's power, God's authority in his name in you. That's what Jesus promised. And you know, throughout the scriptures, God is doing some really, really cool things with his Holy Spirit power. In the book of Judges, I have a list of some of these. And if you have your um, bulletin, you can see some of those. Um, In Sam's, in uh, Judges 14 verse 6, Uh, what it says here, let me see if I can get it. It says, the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon him, Samson, so that he tore the lion apart with his bare hands. Anybody ever done that? Anybody ever tore a lion apart? Maybe if it was like one of those peeps lions or something, you tear that apart. But tore it apart with his bare hands as he might have a young goat. Now I find this very interesting. I've never even torn a young goat apart with my bare hands, and so it's like it's like he's the people he's talking to is like he tore a lion together with his bare hands just as he would have torn a young goat with his bare hands. I'm like, who does this? Um, and is not shocked about it. But he neither told his father nor his mother when he went done. Um, young people, just a note here that something else you can learn here. If you ever decide to tear an animal apart, don't tell mom and dad. That's in the scripture. Um, so we have that one. Another area where the Holy Spirit comes on is in 1 Samuel. When, he, when Samuel is anointing David, it says, So Samuel took a horn of oil and anointed him in the presence of his brothers. And from that day on, the Spirit of the Lord came, uh, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Came powerfully upon David. So now we have David. Let's look in Luke 1 Luke 1.35. And you guys will know this one. It's when the angel Gabriel is talking to Mary, and he says this. He says, The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Here we have more power of God. That's here. Isaiah 11, 2. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. And the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord and his power. More power coming on the Lord. Luke fourteen, Luke 4, 14. Another important verse. Jesus has just been starting out His ministry. He's been in the wilderness, and all of a sudden now, He's returning back to Nazareth. And it says, Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit, and the news about Him spread throughout the whole countryside. You getting, you getting this down? That the power of the Holy Spirit is extremely important. And then Acts chapter 1, verse 8 our verse today, and I'm going to ask, I'm I'm going to to go over this as we look at this. On one occasion in verse 4, when he was eating with them, he gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, and a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now it's really interesting, the term baptizo, can you say that with me? You don't have to spit on anybody for that one. Baptizo, let's go ahead. Okay, means to immerse. Okay, means to immerse, and so that's what he's saying. He says, um, "For John immersed you with water, but in a few days you will be immersed, covered, filled, overflowed with the Holy Spirit." Then says um, they gather around him, ask him some questions, and he said in um, verse eight, "But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem." and in Judea, and in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Power from the Holy Spirit. What do we look at? What is the term power? The term power in Greek is the term dynamos. Anybody want to say that? Dynamos. See, you guys are getting a whole new vocabulary today. Isn't that great? Try to use any of these words in one sentence to somebody today. You'll really freak them out. Um, Dynamos. It's where we get our term dynamite. So what the scriptures tell us is that when the Holy Spirit comes upon us and on us and fills us, as we talked about last week, we are given God's immersion in dynamite power. Yet I would dare say if we walked around this room and we took time to talk to everybody in this room, how many are feeling pretty dynamic in power lately? Anyone? As I see more and more, it seems that we're not feeling very dynamite-filled. And many of you would say, you know, I know some people in my life that are Christians that seem to have this incredible spiritual power. When they pray, it just seems to answer. When they're going through struggles, they just seem even-keeled. When life seems like it's chaotic and the littlest things throw me off, it seems like they just kind of cruise along. Anybody know anybody like that, um, fellow Christians? And do you do you struggle with that? Do you want to hit them sometimes? I mean, that's 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 sinful, but it's it's natural, and that's why it's sinful. But in I, thinking about this sermon today, I started thinking about when we first built our house, and we and after a couple months, we decided to put it on a deck. And I had somebody who was going to help with a deck, but what I realized is um, I had to dig the post holes. Now, and and so. How do you dig post holes? What's it called? Post hole digger. Boom. Anybody ever use, who's ever used a post hole digger? Is that hell or what? That's my idea of hell where I'm outside, I'm in the heat all day, like, you know, doing this. Um, That or going to a Justin Bieber concert, either one. So, um, but anyway, post holes. Now, if, now, brand new to this land that we have, and so I go ahead, I have the post hole, I'm starting, I go, first one's good, boom. Second one's good. Boonk, 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 boonk. Just to let you know, we have tons of rocks. Some of them are this massive. You know how some people put that fake one over your well? We don't have to. We have one that big. It's in our house. And the smallest ones are like this big. And I realized how little power I had very quickly. We had, a, we had a fence put in last year, and it took my brother-in-law an hour for, to dig one post hole. Anybody want to come over and dig in my yard? Nobody. But then this was really cool. My father-in-law at the time knew um, a guy named Ronnie, and he had an auger on a machine. And he came over, and he started doing it. It was going bang, 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 bang. But it was pulling these things out, and we had to reach down every once in a while, pull one out bang, bang, and he dug all these, and I never had to use a post hole digger again in my life. It was awesome to sit there with a drink of of tea or something else, or sit there with um, some bag of chips or something and eat and say, hey, you need something, Ronnie? He's going, no, bang, 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 like this, and he's just pulling them out, and I know he's tearing up in his auger, but hey, guess what? I'm not digging, and you know what I started thinking about? There are tons of Christians living today that are, trying, that are saying, hey, I'm going to live the Christian life. And we put on our work gloves and we grab our post hole digger and we go at it and we go at it and then we don't get anywhere or we feel real far removed and we're like, what's going on here? And we get weak and we get tired and we get worn out. And meanwhile, the auger's right there. It's the Holy Spirit and we're trying to struggle and bang, and bang, bang. And we do this and then we just get tired. I would still not have a deck today if I had to dig every one of them stinking post holes by myself. But some of you are digging post holes in your own life and in your own faith journey, and you're not reaching out to what God has for you in your life. You say, I'm going to live the Christian life and have your own gloves on, and you're rolling along, rather than living immersed in dynamite power from the Holy Spirit. So the remainder of the time today, what I'm going to do is I'm going to share four qualities that the Holy Spirit wants to give believers. Four qualities that the Holy Spirit wants to give believers. And number one is, the Holy Spirit gives believers the power to share Christ and to lead boldly. To share Christ and to lead boldly. Scripture is very clear. It says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So what that tells us is two things that we have to do. We have to do what? Faith comes by hearing. We have to listen. What else do we have to do? I heard it, Ray. What did you say? Tell people. You don't hear anything if you aren't listening, and nobody hears anything if you aren't telling. So we have to... In order to share and to speak, we have to speak and we have to listen. We have, faith comes by hearing and hearing by what? The Word of God. What else do we have to do? Come on. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. We have to get the Word of God into us in order to share the Word of God. If I don't know the Word of God, anybody ever play that telephone game when you were kids where you pass something along and I have no clue why I remember this, but I remember when Joe and I were little, we were talking, to our, the principal's name was Mr. Pinkins. And by the time it got to somebody at the end of the line, we laughed and laughed and laughed because it was Mr. Pinkins wears pink panties. And that's what, not what it started off. You know, yeah, it always got messed up. And somewhere along the line, I believe because we stopped listening to the Word of God, we stopped getting the Word of God into us, that we've adapted our own Christianity, not by the power of the Holy Spirit, but one by our own desires, our own shaping, our own ways, and by the time it gets to us, it's pretty warped. Like Mr. Pinkins, who, as far as I know, never wore pink panties. All right? You guys are, what kind of growing up did you do? It's okay, I I, I survived. So here's what we have. We have this. Sharing Christ happens when we least expect it. I have never in my life had an opportunity in my whole Christian faith where I said, today's the day I'm going to find somebody, and I'm going to find them at this point, I'm going to find them at the store, I'm going to find them in the car next to me, I'm going to find them at work or at school, and they're the ones I'm going to share Christ with. I've never had that happen. God has laid on my heart people who he wants me to share with and creates opportunities, but often the sharing with Christ happens when I least expect it, when I'm least prepared. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in in a major way. Because I need him to give me the words. I need him to be able to share with me. There was one time, when, before I was a pastor, I was living at home, Melissa was finishing up school, so it was about 19, 20 years ago. Um, and as I was sitting there, mom and dad were away at some conference. It was in the early days of pay-per-view, and I was watching this movie with David Caruso. Anybody remember him? What, what show was he on? And Blue? He was the red-haired guy, or for the vernacular now, the ginger, as people call him now, um, that has it, which I have one. I love it. I got some red hair. It's not, not negative. My daughter, who's redhead, loves it. So um, love that statement. Um, but he had red hair, and he left the top show to go where? To do movies. And I saw one movie he was in, and it wasn't that good. But I was watching it, and I paid for it. And I didn't have lots of money, so I paid for it. At the same time, I had this young girl who called the house. Now, I'm not a pastor at this point. I'm watching David Caruso. He still was very cool at that point, right? Because he had just left NYPD Blue. I'm watching this movie. If you can figure out what the name of the movie is, thank you. I have no clue. But I'm watching this movie, and all of a sudden, right in the middle, the phone rings. And I pick up the phone. And as I picked up the phone, I hit pause. And it's this girl. She was looking for dad. And as she was looking for dad, she had an issue she was in a facility because she was attempting, had attempted to commit suicide. Now, I just came in from a long day of work. I'm eating my food. I'm watching my David Caruso movie. I hadn't prepared to talk to anybody on the phone, nor did I want to because I paid like six bucks for this movie. Anybody been with me here? And so here I am, and we started talking, and she starts sharing And there's that immediate reaction of, oh my gosh, I hope this thing holds on pause. (laughs) Where's dad when you need him? How dare he leave? Why did I answer the phone? Anybody been part of these things? Uh, And so here I am, and as I'm sitting here, I just got this feeling that God didn't care about David Caruso movie, but that God just wanted me to listen to her. And I began to listen to her, and then she began to share stuff. And one of the God gave me this, this word and this statement that I had no clue where it came from. She was sitting there talking about, about um, killing herself, and I, I had tried some of the other stuff that was talking. Um, and then at this one point, I said, "Would you go burn down the church? Would you burn the church building down to the ground?" She's like, "No." I said, "Why not? "Come on, when, when you get out, meet me, we'll go burn the church down to the ground." And she said, and she said, no. I said, why not? She said, that's God's house. I said, no, it's not. You are. This girl who, who accepted Christ, but the power of the Holy Spirit was not living in her life, the joy of the Lord was not there because she was trying to post hole dig through her life and her issues. And the last thing I heard. Um, from that moment, she talked to dad and some others and said that was a a transitional point in her life. And she's living life and doing pretty well as far as I know. I haven't heard that in years. And then when I said goodbye, I got back to that horrible David Caruso movie and went on and was mad that I wasted the money for it. But what I'm saying is God never has a time and says, today at this time, this is your share me day. It doesn't exist that way. Look at what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's what? Power, so that your faith might not rest on what? Men's wisdom or human's wisdom, but on God's what? What? if you are nervous about sharing your faith, good. Because the less of you, the more of God. And God needs you to be nervous and needs you not to be eloquent of speech. I have heard some of the most horrible prayers from people who have it all together with these and and awesome things, but it has no power, no heart. The prayers that have power, I was talking with somebody the other night and somebody was like, I don't even know how to pray. Sometimes I just sit there, I cry and I just cry out. I said, that's it. Because it comes from your heart. That's what God cares about. Scripture says God doesn't desire all these great sacrifices and offerings and 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 just uh, pomp and circumstance. What He wants is a contrite heart, one that's broken and says, "God, I need You." That's talking to Him. You know, if if I call my dad and I go, or my mom and I go, or somebody else and I go ahead and I have an issue, I don't say, "Hello, most gracious, exalted Father that dwelleth in Dover, Delaware." I beseech thee for some time. No! I say, Dad, i got to talk to you. i got an issue. I'm hurting. I need to talk. Why do we put on all this stuff? God doesn't care about any of that. His power works when we are, are struggling in those areas. Look what we, we already read in Acts chapter 4, um, 8 through 13. And this is when Peter is arrested but yet he speaks boldly. I'm just going to touch on a couple of these. Look at what this, some of the stuff that he says. It says, when they saw the courage in verse 13 of Peter and John, they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, and they were astonished, and they took note. What did they take note of? Let's go ahead and see what they took note of. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. Jesus is gone. The Holy Spirit has come. If you have ever seen or read anything about the Gospels, those were the biggest bunch of idiots that Jesus ever could have picked. They were always opening mouth, inserting foot. They stayed with him and when his deep as our need. What did they do? Deserted him. Denied him. Cursed him. So what's the change? The change is they finally gave up and allowed the Holy Spirit to empower them. And I believe that today, as we look at the church universal, many of us relate more to the disciples before Pentecost than the disciples afterward who changed the world through the power of the Holy Spirit. So that's number one. Number two, the Holy Spirit gives us power to endure suffering, pain, and And weakness. Here's your other term for the day. You ready for this? Your other term for the day is parakletos. Look at the person next to you and say parakletos. If you have somebody on the other side, say look at the other person. Parakletos. Parakletos means one who comes alongside. And so the pure nature of the word is that someone, have you ever been in trouble? And like, who's been in trouble? Anyone? The rest of you are lying. Uh, So when you're in trouble, have you ever wanted to take a friend with you or somebody else with you when you're in trouble? Who's done that? Because you feel that the wrath will be less or that you may get off a little bit better. The term Parakletos is exactly what that is. Parakletos means that the Holy Spirit comes alongside you. So when I'm dealing with struggles in life, he's not removed somewhere, but he's in me and alongside me, connected to me to, to help me get through life, to guide me, to direct me. Have you ever, like, been walking somewhere and you're just not paying attention and somebody grabs you and pulls you alongside? Like, we have the joy of having a, a 15, almost 16-year-old, and you know what 15 and 16-year-olds do? Drive. There's nothing scarier in your life than that first time you sit in the passenger side of your car, and they drive. Am I right? Is, am I right? Now, he's doing really well. He is. He's doing great, and he's getting closer to that. I'm thrilled. Great teaching and all that kind of stuff. But you know, you're sitting there, and I think I sat like three feet higher in the seat because I was sitting like this, and they tend to And you want to grab the wheel and pull it, but you know you're going to totally mess them because you hated that when your parents did that to you. But sometimes that's what we need in the Holy Spirit, just to kind of grab our wheel and pull us back in line and get us in an area. The paraclete us, or the Holy Spirit, comes alongside us to help us. Look what it says here in Romans chapter 8, verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our what? Weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. How does he help? Number one, the Holy Spirit gives. Have you ever been praying? You're, you're just so hurt. You're so weak that you don't know what to pray for. Now I know, I know you all related to it in the natural realm because in the natural realm what happens is you're so hurt, suffering, whatever, that you just go, Ugh. go ahead and do that. Uh, doesn't that feel good? I, I, you know, I mean, uh, or you're just frustrated and you just get, you, out of nowhere you just go, Whew. Uh. <sighs> uh. <sighs> Uh, anybody done this? You ever just been in a store and you can't find what you want and you just, uh, uh, right? I find it interesting that the Spirit knows us well enough to say that there are times when I go that I am so damaged in my heart. There are times when I am so weak in my faith that The last thing I want to do is come with a prayer that says, Heavenly Father, I just want to beseech you. I want, uh, I just want to, or even one that just says, God, I, I want to talk to you right now. Sometimes I don't know, and I feel like I just need to, to come up with these words because I'm taught I just need to talk, 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 talk to God. Sometimes I just need to shut up and go, ah, God, ah. You know, there, there are times when I look at people of Christian faith, People who say they love the Lord with all their heart, their soul, their mind, and strength, and yet their actions are completely different. People who say, I want to serve the God in an area of ministry and really want to dedicate themselves to it, and then you look for them and they go, They're not there, and you go, Ah! Or somebody who goes through a baptism like we did last week and then decides, I've checked that time card, I'm good. And where are they when it comes time to praying with somebody or sharing Christ with somebody or putting something in the offering plate or forming a relationship with somebody in Christ? Where are they? Ah. And you know, one of the things about summertime, I realize people go all over the place. I'm going to go somewhere sometime. I don't know. It just may be next door. I don't know. But it's a good time to go. And this winter was brutal. But it's amazing to me how people love to disconnect from the body of Christ. You cannot have a relationship with Jesus if you do not have a strong one, at least, unless you have a relationship with a church. That's scriptural. And if you're weak, it's because you're not connected to Christ through the body of Christ. Remember the other week I talked about, for those of you who were there, that I talked about, part of that higher love is connecting to God through other people. How many of you have ever benefited when you've had these moments, you've gone and connected to people, and your weakness has been carried with someone, and it's been a strength, and you saw the love of God displayed in somebody else? How many of you have seen that? Raise your hand. And if you haven't, you need to. You need to connect to people so you truly see the love of God. Jesus didn't grab 12 people and say, y'all go out to different places, 12 different places. He sent them out how? How? together. He also said, when I leave, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm sending you another counselor who is the spirit of truth, and he will be with you and in you always. If Jesus finds it's valuable that his spirit remains with me, and we remain with each other, and keep in mind from last week's verse, the Holy Spirit fell when they were all together. When they were all together in mind, heart, and body. That's when the spirit fell and the power came. Look at what it says here in First Corinthians chapter 12. The Apostle Paul is dealing with a thorn in his flesh. He's frustrated, and he says, and God responds to him. He said, I pleaded with him to remove it, and here's what, the Holy Spirit, here's what the Holy Spirit said to Paul. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, a lot of us stop there. When we're going through struggles, you ever done that? You're going through struggles, and somebody meaning well says, remember, God's grace is sufficient Whatever struggle, you know, you have somebody whose whole family was killed in a car accident, or this, you know, with a prayer request today, this is three people I know who have committed suicide about in the last two weeks. And when you go to somebody who loves these people, you go ahead and say to them, hey, God's grace is sufficient. That doesn't have much to it. To me, it's like a cop-out. To me, it's like when I tell my kids, because I said so. There's no logical reason except for I'm just saying authority. It's like God saying, "Oh, well, my grace is sufficient. I don't care about your hurt. That's not what he's saying. Continue the rest of the verse. The rest of the verse says this. My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in what? In weakness. Therefore, Paul says, I will boast all the more about and gladly about my weaknesses so that what? The power of Christ may rest on me. For when I am weak, I am what? If you're struggling... Go ahead and turn to God. I guarantee you, everybody in this room has or has had a situation where you can't handle because you're trying to get that postal digging and you got blisters on your spiritual hands and you're tired and your back's broken. But guess what? There's an auger and his name is the Holy Spirit. And he wants to do the impossible in and through you. Do you realize what the scripture says? It says that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you also. I know nothing greater in this world than that, nothing, nothing, no, no speech, no self-help book than the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to take you to a verse real quick from Acts chapter seven, verse. Uh, let me see, Acts chapter seven. Let me get here. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there with me. I'd love for you to um, see this verse here, Acts chapter seven, and it's a big chapter. And let me see, Acts. I'll give you a chance to get there. Give me a chance to get there. Seven, and we're going to begin in verse uh, fifty-four. Okay, Acts chapter seven, verse fifty-four. What had happened was the disciples were very busy. They had a lot of things, so they appointed some people to be waiters and waitresses who were filled with the Holy Spirit. But they also ended up in ministry. And one of these guys named was Stephen. And Stephen was awesome. Stephen was a guy who, who served the Lord, um, but he started to do miracles and other things. But he was arrested at this point and taken like in front of the Supreme Court of the Jewish people at the time. And listen to what it says here. When the members of the Sanhedrin heard this, they were furious and they gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he says, look, he said, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. At this, they covered their ears, and yelling at the top of their voices, they rusted him. Did you see what they did? They threw a temper tantrum. Ah! Dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their coats at the feet of a young man named Saul, who would eventually become the Apostle Paul. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he said this, he fell asleep. I don't know about you, but if i was standing up here right now and some people came in, yelling, ah, grab me, drug me out of here, took me to the outskirts of Northeast and started to throw rocks at me and kill me. One of the last things I'm going to do is say, hey, don't hold this sin against them. I'm going to be like, get them, God. I'm going to be looking for some of you guys to stand up and get them before they drag me out of here, too. Um, and I doubt very seriously that is, as, as much as the Christian faith is attacked in our country, I doubt that any of us is really going to be drug out and stoned to death. Now, yeah. But I also realize that you're going through some suffering. I also realize that you're going through some weakness. I realize you're going through some pain in your life. And I just want to tell you, his grace is sufficient for that because his power is made strong in your weakness. The times when I've been laid the lowest is the times where God seems to, you know, sometimes I just feel like God is just trying to wait for me to let go of the reins in order for him to go ahead and do something. When I'm out of control, that, God says, that's all I wanted. I've dealt with people over the years where they have a 25-year-old son who's killed in a motorcycle accident. He he lived a month, and the tank heated up and blew up in his face. And I I saw his his face burned and saw saw that happen right before Thanksgiving and had to bury him the day after after Christmas. I've seen car accidents. I've seen people go through fatal heart attacks that lose a major patriarch or matriarch in the family. I've stood around hospital beds with people who have a diagnosis of terminal cancer. I've seen and talked with families who had their little kids abused and have had horrific things done to them that will change their life forever. I've had people who um, have lost jobs have broken marriages, or I've seen the young people today being dealing with things that I never thought I could ever imagine. In the last six months to a year, I've heard and seen things that I never thought I'd ever deal with in ministry. And in trying to deal with those in my own strength, I can't do it. But in my weakness, He's made strong. You see, God is inside you because His power works in your weakness. Number three, the Holy Spirit gives believers the power to, here we go, endure, uh, we talked about endure suffering and pain, to give hope and understanding. Give hope and understanding. This may be exactly what you needed to hear today, hope and understanding. Let's look at Romans chapter 15, verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with the hope of the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to give you a little illustration here if you, if you want to see here. Let's say this is your hope, okay? This is your hope right here, contained in here. And if I rest in that hope, if I leave that there long enough, what's going to happen to it? Evaporate. Evaporate or what else? Get stagnant? Anybody want to drink it in about a week or two? No. So let's say I put my hope in me. Well, oh, wait. Let me see. What if I put my hope in in some others? What if I put my hope in my job? What if I put my hope in my relationship? Oh, but guess what? My relationship didn't work out. Oh, my job? After 20-some years, I lost that. And me? Nothing's working out for me. What have I got? Nothing. Nothing. But see, the Holy Spirit is like a hose that continues to fill that area and fill that area, and that's what gives us strength. How many of you think you're pretty strong? Anybody think you're strong? All right, good. Nobody wants to raise their hand. I got something for you. I need you to help me out. All right. Who wants to help me? Who wants to help me? Who thinks they can lift this? I I'll even take off the, I'll even take off the tens on the end. Look, I'm, I'm going to show you something. Come on. Somebody who's strong. Somebody who thinks you're strong. I'm going to take this off. It's 30 pounds. You know, I'll get three people up here. I got a different idea. You're like, you're not even getting one, so <laughs> here we go. All right, who can, who can hold on to 10 pounds? Who can lift 10 pounds? Come on, Judy. All right, here you go. Hold on to this. You got it? You sure you got it? Of
1: course.
2: Watch out, don't fall. All right, who else? Who else can lift 10 pounds? Come on up here, June. See, look at all you men just sitting there like a bunch of wimps. All right. I want a man to get up here. Come on. Come on, men. There we go. Oh, there we go. Here we go. We got one. Which one? Okay, good. You can come up here, too. I'll use you. Here we go. Jake, come here. Can you hold on to that? I think so. Good. Now, what I want you to do, I want you, you got that pretty good? Hold it straight out. Go ahead. Hold it straight out as long as you can. Keep going. Keep holding it out. Okay. You guys keep doing that. Don't put it down. All right. Okay. So, we're going to see how strong they are. So, what, so listen to this. Let's look at our next verse from 1 Corinthians chapter 2. It says, what we have received is not the spirit of this world, don't switch hands. Get that hand up there. Um, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. Oh, look at that. Look, Wait, wait. Did you see that? What did he do? Go ahead. Help her out. Help her out. No, keep it up there. Get it up there. He's going to help you out. There you go. Help her, out. help her out. There you go. Look at that. Hey, isn't that easier? Let me finish this scripture verse. Hey, somebody else help her out. Somebody else go help her out. Here, you go help her out now. Go ahead. Walk over there and help her out. Hey June, June, walk over here. Here, let's let's walk over here. He's gonna help you out. Slide over some, Jake. You're on your own. Good. All right. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, how you how you guys doing? You doing you doing well now? How you doing? Okay, keep going. Um, so what we see, I haven't even got through the scripture verse. You guys are weak. What we have received is not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught to us by human wisdom, but taught to us in the spirit. That person without the spirit does not accept the things that come from the spirit but of God, but considers them foolish and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the spirit. Get that up there, Jake. Come on. All right. All right, there you go. You can you can help them put down. Notice he was struggling. They were struggling until what happened? They got, they got help. There you go. Hey, you need want some more on here? No, okay. When you can put it you can put it down here if you want. What I've learned, thank you. He's the Holy Spirit. So many of us are trying to still continue in life like this, like this. You know what I realized the other day? Um, I was at the gym, and this complete stranger is—he's putting on like all kinds of stacks of weights, and like Ugh. I said, how many times are you gonna do this? I'm gonna try for three. And he said, "Can you spot me?" I was like, "Sure." And and you know, there's that moment that you want to say, I am not going to help you one bit just to see what happens. Um, but then you're like, okay. So you're sitting there, and he's, he puts these up. And the first one, he's like, mm-hmm. <sighs> one, <sighs> two. Then he goes to three. He gets, mm-hmm. three, and then he brings it down. I thought he was going to be done. He's like, no, <clears throat> four. And it's like, mm-hmm. and I just barely stuck my little hands out there fingers out there to help lift to help him with the struggle because with the struggle it helps produce more strength but he knew even though he did not know me he knew that if he when he couldn't push anymore he trusted me to do the lifting for him the problem is with the church today you don't trust god in doing the lifting for you we don't trust god and this weird thing is happening in the church today when we deal with struggles and we, we don't understand what what's going on in life that we turn away from God and go hide somewhere rather than turning and embracing him and letting him lift it up off of us. And I don't understand it one bit. I'm baffled by when we don't come closer to God in those times. We need somebody to spot us in this life. Some of you may say, Jack, you know, I'm understanding. I'm going to say something to you. You can't fully understand God without the Holy Spirit. You say, well, I've read the Bible. I understand some things. You may understand the information, but you may never have the transformation in your life. And many of us went through a transformed Bible study, and you can go through lots of transformed studies, but unless the transformation takes place in your life, it's just like reading the newspaper. The transformation needs to occur within your life. Hope and understanding come only by being empowered by the Holy Spirit. All right? Everybody good? Okay. Last one, which I believe is the most important. The Holy Spirit gives believers the power to experience the fullness of God. To experience the fullness of God. Christianity, for many, is a series of checklists. I believe in God, I prayed that Jesus prayer thing, I got baptized, I joined a church, I read a Bible here and there, I'm kind of a good person, and and some others say, I'm just going to stay busy in church. But when you look at the lives of so many Christians, they're not that much different than the world. We have people who are still hurting, we have people who are still addicted, people are filled with fear and worry, still broke, still struggling, still struggling in marriages and relationships, have, there seems like to be no real faith or conditional, it's conditional, no real victory, and why? I believe because so many do not understand who God really is and what he desires and wants to have for you. And what does he want? He wants you to experience the fullness of, What he has. The Apostle Paul prayed this for the Ephesian church, and this is my prayer for Haven Church right now. In Ephesians chapter 3, 16 through 19, Paul says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with the power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the saints, to grasp how wide, how long, how high, and how deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled up to the measure of the fullness. You know what? We don't need to trust in anybody else. We need more. We need to fill this up. We need to fill it. Look at that. Perfect, isn't it? I couldn't have picked that out if I wanted to. (laughs) That's a God moment right there. That's pretty awesome. Look at that. I couldn't put another drop in there. But you see what happens? Scripture tells us my cup runs over. God doesn't stop there. I stop because the trustees will yell at me. He wants you to overflow in your life. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of living a Christian faith that wears me down and beats me down. As our praise team comes up today, I want you to ask how full your life is with Christ. Are you filled up to the brim? Or are you like that other song, Running on Empty? How's your strength? Are you weak? Are you weak? In areas of your life? If you are, allow the Holy Spirit to help lift you up. Help him hold your hands up. Is there somebody in your life that you're You're missing? Connecting in? Have you had some missed moments where you haven't shared Christ? Go ahead and do that. It's a crazy world, and I gotta tell you, it's getting worse. It's not getting better. Because if you look at all these things that we shared, let me see here, Becky, real quick. If you look at all these things we shared, real quick, to share Christ boldly, to endure suffering, pain, and weakness, to give hope and understanding to experience the fullness of God, I don't think we as Christians are very good at all these things. You know why? Because we're digging with a post hole in our own hands rather than the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Stand up, please. Lord God, um, as we go to this time with prayer, I thank you that I am not strong enough. I thank you that I am one big, weak sucker. And more importantly, I thank you that you love me You've given me strength. And so, God, right now, send your Holy Spirit on this room that we will connect to you in a powerful way. For those of us who've never had a relationship with you, I pray that they will hear your voice now and give their lives to you. Wherever they're standing, they may just say, Lord, I need a Savior. You're it, you're the only one. Renew my life. I'm tired of digging with a post hole in my life. I need you to come in to the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: You know, every week, God puts these things in my head, these images and stuff. And I don't know what to make of it. It's just, it's crazy. You know, and like this week was all about the old church and I was just thinking about what church was 100 years ago and what it is today, what's changed. You know, we got all this cool technology, lights, cameras, live streaming and, uh, we also have cars. You know, we probably drive by 15 churches to get to this one. How many churches did you guys drive past? You know, to get the one you like. You know, it it means nothing if you're not connected to Christ. Absolutely nothing. And uh, you know, so the one thing that hasn't changed in all these years is God. He's never changed. He's never changed the old testament and new testament. Today he's the same God he was yesterday. We just say glorify him right now.
3: Inside the mystery, see the empty cross. See the risen Saviour, victorious and strong. No one else above him, none is strong to save. alone has conquered the power of the great glory of His word. is hope of his returning.
0: We got one more song for you guys, just to honor all you fathers out there. You know, um this song is uh it's about a father and daughter's relationship, but you know, I think ultimately it's about you know raising our kids and watching them grow and watching them become adults and, and seeing the fruits of our labor. You know, and I know a lot of you parents out there got you know, college kids. You know, I know uh, Marcia, it's all just a, you know it's a real emotional thing. Let your kid go to college. You know, and look back at all the years you raised that child. And, you know, Tommy, you know a great man, and uh, we hope you just. Keeps to continue that faith and that journey in Christ. You know, so anybody out there who got kids going to college this year? No? Alright, so this song is called Cinderella.
3: She spins and she sways to whatever song plays without a care in the world and i'm sitting here wearing the weight of the world on my shoulders it's been a long day and there's still work to do she's so pulling at me saying that i need you there's a ball at the castle and i've been invited need to practice my dancing oh please daddy please Dad, the prom is just six weeks away And I need to practice my dancing
2: go in the power and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have an awesome Father's Day to all you who are fathers. um, And just have an awesome week in Jesus. Amen? Amen. See you next week. What time? 930. 9.30.